0: The Tottenham Outrage. If it wasn't such a tragedy, it would have been hilarious.
1: Y'all listening to Old Timey Crimey, crimes from the golden age of yesteryear. Now, here's your host, Christy and Scott.
0: Welcome to Old Timey Crimey! I'm Christy.
1: I'm Scott. How's you doing this week, buddy? I'm
0: doing pretty good. I'm getting ready to start school next week so you can sense the enthusiasm in my voice. It practically oozes out
1: of (laughs) you with a tenuous energy.
0: Tenuous energy. Tenuous would be a good descriptor for how I'm feeling. Tenuous at best. Yeah. It's just, nah, I'm... I sound so down on teaching, and I'm really not. Once I get into the swing of things and I'm back in the classroom again, I'll start feeling it. But right now, as like the summer's ending, I'm like, but my freedom, my time to do things. So, yeah, that's just, it's just, I'm, I do really love teaching. When it comes down to it, I really do. It's just, you know, all the other crap associated with it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh I, I teach drums in my spare time. Let me crack open this Mountain Dew. There we go. You ever wonder if cats cats are curious as to why like soda bottles say fuck you every time that they open?
0: <laughs> they probably are, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I opened up a bottle of soda here just this morning and one of my cats was standing beside me. And it looked up at me, and, like freaked out, and like, kind of jerked its head back. And was like, ooh, no, that's not good at all. Um, Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where whenever you have a good student... And yours is kind of different. You're in a classroom setting. I'm doing like Mm one-on-one. Whenever you have a good student, it's awesome. Whenever you don't, whenever it's a student that doesn't really want to be there and they put up the great shield of learning and they just refuse to be taught, it is, it's infuriating.
0: It's very difficult and it's technical writing. So not a lot of them actually want to be there. Right. It's something that they need to learn for their careers. I have mostly, like, business majors, accounting majors. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm
1: looking for a pen.
0: Oh, I don't have a pen in here. <coughs> my goodness. It's me, and I don't have a pen. There's got to be one in my purse.
1: Oh, God. See, okay, two minutes, 21 seconds. we got to write this down already.
0: There's no pen in this purse? I
1: know. I stuck one in here because I thought to myself... You should take a pen along with you, Scott.
0: Here we go. Yay! It's even one of my red pens. Ooh.
1: I feel like I'm marking my paper wrong.
0: (laughs) I have a bunch of purses here, so there's bound to be a pen in one of them.
1: Let's see here. (laughs) So, two minutes, 20 seconds. Oh, that is... That's beautiful. (laughs) Isn't that nice? That makes me feel important. (laughs) Like I'm I'm in
0: blood. It is very, very powerful. The power (laughs) of the red G2. So, but yeah, I teach technical writing. It's mostly, it's out of their major. And it's not like it's an elective class for most of them. It's a required class, but out of their major, so the interest is not really there. So yeah, for the, I do have some enthusiastic students, but most of them are just like, they want to get back to the thing that actually interests them. And most of them are not totally thrilled about writing. So so yeah, it's I have a higher proportion of those students who just don't want to be there. And that's okay. It's part of the gig. And I do manage to get some enthusiasm out of them, slowly but surely. But I just know that we're going to have that kind of grind up mm. the hill where i have to work on that.
1: So Sisyphean climb.
0: Yes, it is very much that. So, so how about you? How's your week?
1: Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. I'm starting to slowly get my energy back oh, uh, excellent. from from being out of commission cuz for a long time uh, for about 3 weeks it was my life was sleep, go to the toilet, eat, go to work. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of that Thing. And yes, I do consider this. Honestly, what I'm doing right now, I consider my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not getting paid for it right now. Um, but yeah, you know, I've got to treat it like that. So it was a thing. There were a couple of times that I thought to my, I would really like to just sleep instead of record. But once I got here, it was a blast. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but sleep is so nice. Sleep
0: is great. Sleep yeah. Is awesome.
1: <laughs> Except whenever I have nightmares. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like one of those things where it was like, just, just do this, just do this, just do this. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm getting my energy back and I'm getting that muscle tone back uh, flex and flex like that. And, and it's nice to start to get back to being me again after this illness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's always really tough when you have that period of time where you're not you, and then you have to. When you finally start being you again, that's when you realize, oh gosh, I haven't even not been myself. Yeah. You're not even. You're not even cognizant, or you know, you don't have the energy to even recognize the fact that you you j- just left your life behind for this life of, of sleep and <laughs> chicken soup or whatever it is. You know, I'm just flashing back to my cold in <laughs> April, the birthday cold.
1: <laughs> and that that was the thing, though it was it was kind of odd because. Usually, whenever I've been sick, there comes nauseousness with it and what have you. Not this. Mm-hmm. Digestively, the top end was fine. We'll <laughs> leave it at that. It got to be the point where I didn't have to use toilet paper. It didn't even hit the sides oh, on the way out.
0: God. <laughs> what, a, what a start. <laughs> There's an image for you.
1: But, boy, we have got a tail. For you guys today. It
0: even has such a name. Such a name. The Tottenham Outrage. I was really trying a British accent. I was really trying to work on it. And somehow, for some reason, it kept on going to the Count from Sesame Street. By the time I got to Outrage, just the three words. The Tottenham Outrage. By the time I got to Outrage, it was Outrage. Outrage. (laughs) (laughs) One Outrage. Two Outrage. outrage, Three Outrage. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) It is... This is such an interesting story, and I can't believe I've never heard of this before. Mm-hmm. But then there's been so many that I can't believe I've never heard of before.
0: Just last week. Yeah. The doc.
1: Yeah. That was incredible. God, what a great show that, <laughs> that was.
0: That was so fun. <laughs> yeah. And we got another great one lined up for you here today. The
1: Tottenham
0: Altrage. See, that's much better. That's, yes. It's not even... It's not necessarily... I'm not going to... I'm worried that our British friends might think that, you know, and we do have some British listeners that I think that's a good accent. It's just better than the count, not to denigrate your accent skills or anything. No, no, (laughs) that's
1: okay. So what I want you to do, I want you to get all fancy and schmancy. I want you to go out there and get yourself a nice cup of Earl Grey tea, a cucumber sandwich with the crust removed.
0: Make sure you get that pinky up. I was
1: just getting ready to say, get that (laughs) pinky extended.
0: Sorry, I stepped on your line. No, that's okay.
1: (laughs) That is quite okay. And let's talk some outrage. Yeah,
0: let's talk some outrage. There's a quote from The Times that really, I think, uh, sums it up. Because even today, if if something like this had happened, it would be just such a shock. An amazing series of outrages, singularly rare, if not entirely without parallel in a civilized country, occurred on Saturday forenoon in the neighborhood of Tottenham Marshes. And it just as soon as I saw that quote, I was like, Yeah, that that's it's it's a series of outrages. Yes. And it's just there are moments during this when you think that you should have the Benny Hill music yes. <laughs> in the background. And there are moments when you're like, oh, no, it just hurts your heart. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a roller coaster. But if Charles Manson and Benny Hill had a child, <laughs> it would be this incident. Yes. this outrage. So so a little history here just to kind of set the stage for what the mood was in the UK at this time, especially in England. Uh, there had been uh, a lot of immigration, uh, sp- specifically Latvian Jewish. There was a lot of persecution and, you know, pogroms going on. I have no idea if I pronounced that right. I've always seen that word and never known how to pronounce it. I've never Latvia. heard it. Well, Latvia was a Russian territory. Okay. I believe territory would be how it would be considered at the time. Um, so, so yeah, there'd been a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people looking to leave to escape the persecution as it happens. And so they, they end up, you know, what happens, you know, people gravitate towards their comfort zone and we see it all the time with different areas of, of cities, you know, like, you know, New York has little, little, it's little China, right?
1: Uh, uh, No, that's the Kurt Russell movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Chinatown. Yes.
0: New York has Chinatown. Also little Italy. Literally, we have it here in 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 Johnstown. Yeah, you know, we've mentioned the the borough of Brownstown before, and that was very much, uh, you know, heavily Polish. Different sections of town, you know, people would would go to what they know, which is people that speak the same language, people that have the same beliefs and ideals. So you have a lot of that going yeah. on, and they called it Little Russia.
1: There is almost any large metropolitan area. You will see that happen. I actually used to live on the outskirts of Chinatown Mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. You don't think of Minneapolis as having a Chinatown, but yes, I used to live on the outskirts. I lived in Stevens Square, and if you just walked up the hill, past the McDonald's, boom, you're in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all the stores have Chinese writing in them, and the grocery stores are filled with jars with terrifying things staring back at you. I'm sure they're tasty. I just don't want to eat the eyeballs and squid. It's like
0: when I was in France at the market and I, I walked past the one of the meat stalls and I saw the rabbit carcass with the eyes still on and it looked like the, somebody had put a pair of googly eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I've had rabbit before and it was good, but I don't want to eat that one because yeah. it's staring at me. It's
1: done. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's still looking at... The <laughs> eyes are moving.
0: Yeah.
1: Good Lord.
0: Yeah, so they had in North London a big concentration of Latvian Jewish immigrants there called Little Russia. And as you can imagine with all this persecution going on in their their home country, that tends to inspire a sense of revolution. So they tended to immigrants tended to bring some of that over. Now, whether that was actually involved in the outrages does become kind of a little question. So we'll, we'll get to that. But And they had had, you know, the Aliens Acts of various times, specifically the most recent at this point in time, uh, because the, the outrage occurs in 1909, was the Alien Act of 1905. Um, and uh, this, this lovely quote uh, from the Manchester Evening Chronicle, an editorial, they supported the bill because it stops... the dirty, destitute, diseased, verminous, and criminal foreigner who dumps himself on our soil, end quote. Well, thank
1: God that uh, America has gone way beyond that in our modern day.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're very civilized and accepted.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, so that's a little bit of the history. You can see that there's definitely some tension there, and what's about to happen is not going to help.
1: No, no, enter our villains i hesitate to call them villains because you know it's man you like to think that you wouldn't be capable of something like this but Mm -hmm. at the same time they didn't have a lot of options you know it was it was kind of you know the situations that they were in were not good i'm not excusing it it's horrible oh it's It's absolutely absolutely horrible. horrible yeah
0: I'm this, a little less forgiving of them. Yeah.
1: This is going to get confusing because a lot of people have the same name. And it's. Okay, so Paul Hellfield. Or Hellfeld. We're not certain. It might
0: be Hyelfield. The spelling differed in different sources, and so did the spelling for Jake, Jacob Lapidus. L-
1: lapidus lapidus, lapidus let's it, go
0: with lapidus yeah yeah that was the, whether it was la or le at the beginning really varied depending on where you look
1: i'm going to say lapidus just because i i went to a town in california called milpitas oh there <laughs> you go yeah all right close enough these are both jewish latvian immigrants uh they emigrated from the russian empire and yeah I mean, there were five million Jews. It was the largest concentration in the world at the time, and uh, Paul and Jacob had been living in Paris in 1907. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where it gets confusing. Jacob has a brother named Paul, <laughs> not not Paul Helfeld, Paul Lepidus who was, like, a revolutionary bomber.
0: Oh, yeah, he was really into it. Yes. Yeah, he ended up... Uh, he tried to assassinate the French president, Armand Fallier, um, with a bomb. Didn't go so well. No. He, he had a little premature explosionation. Yeah,
1: Paul Lapidus was codenamed the Strigia, which I tried to find a translation for. The closest thing it's something vampire or bats yeah. i don't know and that's kind of iffy i couldn't find any real good translation but yeah strigia strigia tried to assassinate the president and he was over there and uh, all the way over there and a little bit of him over here and he he blew up real good yeah
0: yeah and so the the police they you know this obviously is a big incident so they start you know starting getting more information about the people that Strygia hung out with. And they start rounding them up. So Lepidus, uh who, by the way, was age 25, Helfeld was age 21. Um, well, they were at that age in 1909, so they would have been a couple years younger at this point in time. They, they get the hell out of there. They're like, okay, well, I, they, they see the writing on the wall that, that this isn't going to be a comfy place for them. So they go and they spend a year in Scotland, and then they move to Tottenham. Damn
1: it. Yeah, they, they joined a small group of Latvian agitators mm-hmm. in North London. Paul took a job at Schnurman Rubber Factory. And there he kind of kept to himself. Wouldn't even really talk much whenever he was spoken to.
0: Wouldn't even give his name.
1: No, so they just called him the Elephant.
0: <laughs> Which is Which... kind of a... It's so mysterious. It's it's because he was large. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Definitely doesn't have the ring of Strigia.
0: No, no, it's, it's nothing like Strigia. The other, uh, No, Strigia. that didn't work. I, almo- I almost had it. I was this close. Strigia. There we Ooh. go. And the elephant. And the elephant. It sounds like it should be like an independent, like an... Like, yeah, like, like an a, indie
1: film. Yeah, yeah, but, the... but
0: one of the ones that's like black and white, and it ends with fin.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you're in, here's something I found out. I have a friend who's Swedish. Uh, they don't use the word "fin" at the end of their movies. They use the Swedish word for the end, "slut." <laughs> so, and I, I talked to which. Akon. Don't you think
0: it's probably pronounced "slut"? Uh,
1: no, it's, it's <laughs> like I asked a con and "slut." <laughs> oh, that's
0: pretty. That's actually yeah. kind of in between. Yeah, like a traditional uh, pronunciation of "slut," which is a weird phrase to say.
1: Yeah, and I was slut. I was I was watching an Ingmar Bergman film. And uh, in Swedish with subtitles. And I got on the line with uh, my friend, Akan, a geologist, Swedish, and Norse god, Akan. And I said, Akon, uh, why did the movie call me a slut at the end of it? <laughs> he goes, oh. He goes, uh, it's a, uh, it means the end. And it's like, okay. What else have you not told me about Sweden? Goes, Banana pizza? <laughs> What? Yeah, they have banana pizza over there. No. Yeah.
0: How can you do that to the good name of pizza? Well,
1: it's it's bananas, and instead of marinara,
0: they have a curry sauce.
1: Okay, actually, to-
0: I can see that. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm a little on board, but I'm going to need to go over and taste some, so.
1: There we go. So- We're coming, con
0: <laughs> We're coming. We're going to eat your banana pizza. Uh. So, yeah, they... Uh, they use this time that he's working at the rubber factory to get a grip on how the system works. How does wage collection specifically work here? And they then use that knowledge to attempt a robbery. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the Schnermans' chauffeur, that's right, a chauffeur, Joseph Wilson, he drove to a bank at the same time every week With, of course, why not a 17-year-old?
0: Yeah, yeah, 17-year-old clerk. Yeah, Albert
1: Kenworth. Um, And it was just the same time every week. Uh, They would collect the week's wages. And this was about 80 pounds worth of gold, silver, copper. And they would
0: return to the factory every week around around 10.30 a.m. All right, so this was January twenty third, 1909. And so, yeah, they, they set up and they laid in wait. And here you have Keyworth, who was the clerk, and Wilson. They pull up. They get the 80 uh, pounds, which, by the way, is about 10300 in modern American dollars. So there's the conversion there for you. And I would just like to give a shout out to my new favorite <laughs> site. It's a site uh, from the University of Wyoming from Eric Nye, Pounds sterling to dollars, historical conversion of currency.
1: So huge thank you, Eric, the money guy.
0: <laughs> yes, which somehow it's apparently associated with the English department, which actually I can kind of see because if you, I, I'm gonna, my assumption is Britlet. I didn't look. But I just yeah. assume he has something to do with Britlit, And so you need to know the money conversion when you're teaching it or something like that to, you know, because if a student reads five pounds and something written in, you know, 1900, they have no idea what that is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, you have no basis. So, so that's my guess. But yes, yeah, What
1: so... is the modern equivalent of American money in the tuppence? <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: So yeah, I, I very much appreciate that. Set, I, I know there's got a, got a listener out numbers. there going, it's $27, Scott. <laughs> Come on. how do not know that exchange rate. Fucking idiots out there. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, they they pick up this, basically, bag of coins, essentially, worth about what would be $10,000 now. They get to the factory after stopping at the bank. Keyworth gets out with the money mm-hmm. to open up the gates. I don't quite understand this, but okay. So he, he exits the vehicle, holding the bag of money, and opens the gates and that's when they strike.
1: Yeah. Um Lepidus grabs keyword, attempts to seal the money, and I had a I had a blast doing that little L. <laughs> I <laughs> the was line through it. I
0: was on the computer so and I didn't feel like going into the character map mm-hmm. and copying and pasting from there every time. So I just I just went with a regular capital L
1: Actually, <laughs> not creative at all. I just put L B S beside of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Keyworth, being the stalwart 17-year-old that he is, just holds on.
0: Yeah, he fights back. Yeah. yeah. He's like, mm, the hell you're getting this money? This is There's 150 workers inside waiting for this. I'm sure they weren't all inside at that moment, but there's 150 workers waiting for this money, which would eventually come out to about $68 in today's doll money per worker. Uh, yes, I did the math. And so, yeah, um... Wilson jumps out because he's like, okay, no, this is not happening. Hefeld then shoots him. Yeah. He has a thirty-two caliber Browning, which I can tell you is a single action semi-automatic and holds seven rounds. Ooh. That's right. I did gun research, bitches. Oh, wow, That's on
1: your history now. It
0: really is. Well,
1: he shoots at Wilson several times, but it just, he's a horrible shot. Yeah. <laughs> as you're going to see. Uh, I think everybody that gets shot is kind of by accident.
0: Just about, yeah. Yeah. yeah either that or, or Wilson's nice, you know, like chauffeur's jacket was made of Kevlar. Yeah, and apparently
1: not because one bullet hits him and it goes through his jacket, cuts straight across his abdomen. He's very lucky in this sense.
0: Incredibly lucky, now, yes.
1: I'm wondering if the browning that he had was, was smoothbore.
0: I'm not sure. There was never, it was never specified. Right. It was always just Browning. And then one other article, one single article out of like the, the 10 that I looked at had, they, they had a Browning and a Breffridge or something like that. And I was like, oh, no, I've already done enough gun research. Yeah. I'm not looking into another one, I swear.
1: So here's the thing. There are, there's the two tubes that come out of a gun the 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 little channel that the bullet goes through that you point at the person that you want to be not here anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: um it is either smooth bore which in that case just kind of looks like looking through a pipe mm-hmm. right or think of the James Bond opening where you see the swirl right the little swirl outside oh, of yeah, James yeah. Bond those are the riflings in a gun, and what they do is they twist the bullet the same way that whenever a football is thrown through the air, to get more accuracy, the football, you spiral the football. Those riflings cause the bullet to spiral, mm. gives it more accuracy. If it's smoothbore... If that bullet kind of hits one way or another, it'll put a twist on that bullet. Anybody who's ever played pull knows that if you put a little spin on that cue ball, it'll veer off to one side. Bullets are the same way. So this gun, either, either Hellfeld is a fucking horrible shot, or it's smoothbore. And that means the bullet is coming out in random spots.
0: Well, there was a lot of gun trouble that day. A lot of gun trouble. Yeah. So Lapidus uh, gets the bag of money. He manages to get a hold of it. But here's the thing. In very close proximity, by which I mean literally right next to the rubber factory, was the police station Jesus
1: Christ plan this out a little bit better <laughs>
0: Maybe just take a walk around the block just yeah. just give it give that a shot you know <laughs> like
1: be aware of your surroundings location location location
0: Situational awareness people yes. come on Yes So so yeah the cops they they hear all the struggle going on they hear the bullets and they hop to Here is the problem uh, this was. It took me forever to figure out why. It took me looking through like a couple of good couple of pages of Google search results before I found this article on the B- B- BBC that quotes uh, Martin Bellam, who's quite the wide ranging gentleman. Works at the Guardian. He does like IT stuff and history stuff, and and wow. it's, yeah, he's very very diverse in his his interests and expertise. Um, so this was an article. It was actually a, I believe about the the centen centenary of the event. Uh, quote, the police couldn't get into their weapon cabinet because someone had lost the key. Because all through this article I'm wondering, or all through this entire research I'm wondering where are the cops' guns? Yeah. (laughs) Like you just keep on wondering, like do they not have them or what's going
1: on? Because there's that whole thing of like, well the the English police don't have guns, which is total bullshit. Guns are very much part of the English culture. Where do you think the fox hunts come from? They're not shooting rubber bands at the foxes. Bing. no 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 guns it's just they have a tighter restriction yeah. than we do here in america just about everybody
0: does but we won't get into that but like i found argument. three
1: or four guns on the way here just <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: across the street
0: well it's johnstown <laughs> yeah it really is guns and you know needles. heroin needles yeah
1: stay classy johnstown
0: so yeah they actually you know they, they hop to and they're trying to get into the weapons cabinet but yeah, yeah Good gun safety is very important. You want to make sure that your gun storage is separate from your key in case, like, a toddler walks in and tries to get in there or something like that. You know, Of course,
1: the daycare slash police station. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Completely understandable.
0: It's the Pizza Hut slash Taco Bell of early 20th century Britain. <laughs> it's Officer Baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they couldn't get in. And so that causes a little bit of a problem, but some of them just, you know, they, most of them just said, screw it, and they just ran into action. Um, so you've got Lapidus and Heffeld. They're running down Chestnut Road, which is where the factory is. And police constables William Tyler and Albert Newman, they get in, into action. They're in pursuit, as are some bystanders. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Passerby and Steel Testicle Award winner George Smith throws Lapidus to the ground, and wrestles with him. Heffield fires at Smith. Count him. Four times. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Two go through his cap, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Two go through his cap. One grazes his scalp. Just, you know, foom. One in the collarbone. Like, and that amazes me. One right in the collarbone, and one misses. Wait, that's five. Two through the cap. Two through the cap. And one that goes through the crap cap grazes. his Oh, one scout. of the
0: ones that went through the cap. Okay, yeah, I got it now. I got it scout. now. Yeah. I was counting those all individually, but there are two paired together. Okay, right, got it. Right, right. And
1: then one misses. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine. <laughs> Heffield is more than three feet away at this point. Yeah, yeah. And basically misses two shots and barely hits with a third and scores a hit directly to the man's collarbone Which essentially is the least necessary bone you have. Yeah. (laughs) If you really stop and think, oh, I can't wave hello to my friends. Yes, it hurts like a bitch whenever it's broken. But, uh, yeah, as far as, like, if I had to break my collarbone or my ankle, I'd take my collarbone.
0: Collarbone is actually the only bone I've ever broken or fractured. I fractured it falling out of bed, the bottom bunk, at age two. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive.
1: 13 broken bones in my history. I just called myself impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I'm agreeing. I mean, I was like waiting.
1: <laughs> 13 broken bones in my history. Not one of them's the collarbone.
0: Well, I filled in that blank. There we go. There we go. <laughs> There's a lot more bones, but we'll try not to break them. So Please, God, no. So yeah, this police chase starts um, in the car. Wilson, the chauffeur, was driving. Mm-hmm. So Wilson's already been shot a little bit and
1: it doesn't matter shot a little bit and shot, you know, shuttle yeah yeah one yeah,
0: more the i have to think he was mostly running on adrenaline absolutely um police constable newman hops in the car and according to most of my sources tyler was running alongside um so this is already uh, an interesting scene and so they're chasing and Hetfeld and lapidus turn around and they shoot the car yeah which and- i mean you see it all the time in movies you know like they're chasing us in a car. Let's shoot the car. Let's make it so that they don't have something yeah. that's faster than us on foot.
1: And other members of the public are starting to give chase. Mm-hmm. And this is hilarious because several of the people giving chase are off-duty police officers. Yeah, yeah. One policeman, off-duty cop, borrows a gun from a pedestrian yeah. to return fire. This happens more than once.
0: Yes, it's not the first time. Yeah, this hap- it's not the last time.
1: It's it's like those goofy movies, like a naked gun movie where some guy just holds his hand out, doesn't even look, and a gun, like a, a hand with holding a gun just poop pops it right <laughs> in his hands. It's like, all you had to do that day was really outstretch your hand and somebody would put a gun in it.
0: Yeah, pretty much, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Or was... maybe a sword? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, man- they actually do manage to make contact with the car. I guess that's a big enough target. Uh, they manage to shoot the radiator, so that disables the car. They also get a shot in through the windshield. Wilson gets injured. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's shot in the neck. I th- I'm assuming it's more glass from the windshield or windscreen.
1: Yeah, it's like a minor neck wound.
0: Yeah, but still, he's, you know, this is his second injury that he's taken here, you know, that is documented. And Newman, uh, they managed to get him in the ear and the cheek. Um, Again, I I don't know for sure if that's... That seems like there there would be more details because on him. What I got from that
1: was that it was one single shot that like tore through the cheek and into the ear.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And here's where... At this point, it's kind of funny. Still,
0: yeah, it's still funny at this point. Just for the uh, uh, until
1: until until yeah, Ralph Jocelyn, ten years old, hit with a round in the chest.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's helping to deliver bread.
1: Yeah,
0: um, he does try. Uh, he you know sees the, the the car. He tries to take cover uh, next to it, and yeah, he gets shots. Uh, somebody actually carries him to the hospital on a bicycle but he does die.
1: Dead on arrival, unfortunately. This is the point where all hope for Paul and Jacob in in my book. They're now you're beyond redemption. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've killed this innocent 10-year-old boy who was just out helping to deliver bread. That's probably his job or, you know, his we don't have much information on his his family as far as actual like careers, but maybe it was his dad and he's helping out, you know, it's it's hard to say in that day and age, but but yeah, so so that's definitely the the line. Yeah. You know, the line, and they, they cross it. It doesn't matter that it's crossfire. It was their fault. It was because of, of right. them. So right. the cops do manage to smash open the firearms covered. So they do manage to actually get their hands on some guns. Um, but they'll still be trying to borrow them from people left and right, because there's already cops that are on the chase. Oh, there's no
1: trying. <laughs> They are successful. I no, mean, oh,
0: yeah, they'll still be borrowing them yes. from
1: people. They are quite successful at borrowing weapons. It's incredible.
0: And, and somebody actually uh, tries to run over Hefeld and Lapidus, but they just crash. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't go so well. And so then they get to the point where they're on Parkview Road. I did a whole map of this. There are several of them available on the Internet, and I'll put ours up on social media. But, yeah, they're on Parkview Road, And police constables Tyler and Newman, earlier from the, you know, chauffeur's vehicle, have been chasing them. And now they're trying to cut them off at the, you know, cut them off at the pass, basically. So Tyler basically gets in there and he says, he's unarmed, because remember, no, no, can't get the guns. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, He says, quote, come on, give in, the game's up, end quote. And that's another... The line that has already been crossed is crossed again. Yeah. And worse now.
1: Even, even worse. Because it's not even crossfire. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Tyler is shot through the head. and Close range. Yeah, close range. He's taken to Tottenham Hospital. Dies five minutes after arrival.
0: Or, sources very wildly, mm-hmm. uh, died in a cottage uh, close to the scene in the scullery. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I kept on seeing different things for that. I was like, might as well document them both.
1: Head wounds are not instantly fatal. Uh, I've heard stories. Uh, one, one story comes to mind that I've heard about a, uh, a man whose girlfriend had shot him in the head ten times. <clears throat> and he, essentially, his higher motor functions were gone. But he was still alive. And there is a, there's a state, I cannot remember the state, what it's called, but it's a sign that there is brain damage. It's essentially the hands are fists, but they're, they're the, the front of the palm is facing up, but they're fists and everything's kind of going into a rictus and they start to cough. And the story was that the coughing was so forceful and the damage to the head was so severe that every time this guy coughed, chunks of his brain...
0: Oh, would, Scott! Would fly out. No! Yeah. You didn't need to, but you did. I, did! I think it's
1: important for people to realize head wound does not equal death. And whenever head wound doesn't equal death, instantly death... It's nasty.
0: I think I have to quit the podcast because my face is stuck like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's in this really grim smile. It's like, oh god, it's more of a grimace actually. It's definitely a grimace. <laughs> Night,
1: everyone. Last episode.
0: Oh, it's been a good run. It's good. We almost made it to the twenty-five episodes that I thought we were at last week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can do it, Christy. I can.
0: I can do it. You can I do can do it. I can pull through. Okay. Just remember, All
1: right. Aldi's is going to start serving alcohol soon.
0: So, what?
1: Oh yeah, you didn't hear?
0: <laughs> no. Oh
1: yeah, Aldi is uh, has their own brand of gin now that apparently tastes like marshmallows and cotton candy.
0: Eh, I feel like that would be too much.
1: It's called Unicorn.
0: Okay, now no, I'm. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm Bye, talk to Aldi. <laughs>
1: This podcast is ending one way or, <laughs> or another. Whether
0: it's with brain chunks or unicorn gin.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very uh, different things. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Aldi's new gin range uh, includes a unicorn one that tastes of candy, cotton uh, cotton candy, and marshmallows. And it is called the Infusionist Mystical Unicorn cur. Oh, my Just God, I
0: love that bottle.
1: Just came out today. It's
0: liqueur, huh?
1: August 22nd.
0: All right, then. Now
1: you know what date we recorded on. <laughs> and you know that we shop for cheap
0: booze. <laughs> Two very important things to know about us. <laughs> If you're gonna send us some booze, send it to us, baby, by next Wednesday, uh, so that you know I can let it sit on the counter for a day. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. Just just send send us stuff that only Christie's gonna use. Thanks. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, you like the sweeter stuff? You might like that. I might, but I
1: won't partake in it heavily. Yeah. You know that. Just send me transformers.
0: So yeah, we managed to lighten that up a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. We should note that Tyler was only 31 years old. You know, that's, that's, you know, died in the line of duty. Uh, Way and to bring it back
1: down, Christy. Well,
0: it was bound to happen. I'll bring it back up. So, the bandits I'm just gonna call them the bandits now, Hellfield and Lapidus. Uh, they go over a railway bridge and now turn on your Benny Hill music. <laughs> there is a group of footballers who were having their game, their Saturday game and they see what's going on so they leave the game and they join in the chase mm-hmm. so now you've got me- police me- on various vehicles too like some some of them are on well, I, I read horseback bicycle on foot we're going to get more vehicles in here. Don't you worry. And then you've got members of the public. Just any, any rando who was standing there and happened to see him was like, well, I'll get in on that. Yeah,
1: sure. I'll help. Malcolm, give me your gun. <laughs> We're going to teach these scallywags
0: what for. <laughs> Our British listeners must hate us. Uh, Lord knows I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, therapy. Welcome to Old Time and where
1: We're self-loathing is king. Yes
0: so yeah they uh they leave their game and they give chase yes and the neat
1: thing is it's not just the footballers once they cross over the river that they run into they also find a group of duck hunters using shotguns yes
0: yes and they're you know the, the cops are like hey can you guys shoot at, shoot at them shoot them please you have guns we don't <laughs> shoot at but them give us the guns we'll shoot them but apparently they're out of range so it, it, it's, that's an, another, another opportunity for hilarity and another opportunity to stop this at the same time. And it bites the dust, but it's still, it's still hilarious.
1: It is, I know it that is. we've had
0: two people die so far, but this whole thing is just <laughs>
1: really kind of funny.
0: It's, it's, it's absolute absurdity. Um, Subtract
1: the child and the young man dying. And it's pretty it, goddamn funny. It
0: really is. So at this point, you have at least two dozen bystanders slash footballers slash duck hunters slash cops, I should add in there, (laughs) chasing them. Um, Like I said, on foot, horseback, cars, bicycles. Uh, You had a couple of laborers in there as well. And some people had uh, cutlasses, which I guess they're just walking around with pirate swords. Of course. Why not? Little known secret, v was there. Ah. <laughs> he was a pirate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, and truncheons, which I assume are just the cops. I just assume that the normal, average, everyday Brit in Tottenham isn't walking around with a truncheon. Uh-huh. But I might assume wrong. British listeners, let us know on our Facebook page or on our Twitter. Old timey crimey. It's, this is incredible. It's like local workmen
1: uh, were after them. Mm-hmm. They actually followed along the other side of the river. They didn't let geography stop them.
0: No, 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 no. They're running, like, through marshes and everything. And I just put this in... I couldn't tell exactly it, where in the chronology this, this happened, so I just put it in a line with all the other hilarious stuff. I would like to introduce you to my personal hero, the potato-throwing housewife. I don't know her name. We don't have her name. We just have a housewife through a potato. I'm pretty sure... That it was me in a past life. I'm almost certain. I'm like 99% sure. I'm going to go find one of those people who like d- discerns your past lives. And I'm going to be like, okay, if you don't find the potato throwing housewife at the Tottenham outrage, no tip. Yeah. <laughs> no tip. <laughs> because I am absolutely sure that it was me. I was wearing like a house coat or something. And I just t- chucked one that potato. potato. Because if I'm going to throw something, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, this potato.
1: Is, this is incredible. These people are going after them. I hope, like, at least three or four of them had Frankenstein rakes. (laughs) (laughs) Just I like, I want to see this crowd, and, like, at least three or four of them with the weird rake where it's, like, a a dowel rod, like a broom handle, and a two-by-four, and then other broom handles sticking out the end of it.
0: If it weren't daytime, you know there'd be some torches. Oh, my God. And some pitchforks. We don't
1: know that there wasn't torches to begin with.
0: Rightly, Rightly so for the torches and pitchforks. Normally those are like sarcastic, like "Oh, break out the torches and pitch pitchforks! The angry mob's mm-hmm. gonna get me." But in this case, no. They they pitchforks. Abs- yeah, grab a pitchfork, throw it, throw them at them or whatever. So so yeah, they're running alongside the canal. Uh, they the footballers are chasing them, and then there's some workmen up ahead. They try to cut them off on the other side, but Heffield and Lapitas shoot at them and they wound a bunch of them. So that. Particular gambit also doesn't work.
1: Absolutely not. Uh, they go up to a parapet on the bridge, and they hold off the crowd from the parapet. Um, there is a uh, a constable, police constable Nikod. He just holds his hand out, and a pistol <laughs> magically appears. He borrows it from somebody. He like crawls through the scrub. He's sneaking. Oh speaking. yeah. I I pictured him as like Elmer Fudd. And going, ah, 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 and, <laughs> I'm
0: like, hunting bandits and
1: he gets close enough to fire and of course like it turns out like it's it's a toy gun or something i don't fucking know it's not a toy it's, gun but
0: it's definitely not a functioning it's one it's
1: not a functioning. the gun is faulty and uh and lepidus and hellfield shoot him in the calf in the thigh
0: yep yep <sighs> good try, good try, Nikon.
1: Nice work. nice work, nice yeah. Work.
0: Um, you know, you 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 gave it your best, and you you put yourself into risk, and you army crawled through those shrubs. You know, Elmer fudding it up. We really appreciate good effort, e for effort. So the the robbers then run behind a haystack and hang out there for a few minutes. Benny Hill music back again. We
1: jump in the haystack. It reminded me of a warm, safe place where, as a child,
0: I'd hide. <laughs> So they have. I, I imagine they're also catching their breath at this point because they're running. They're carrying this, these eighty pounds, but probably didn't actually weigh eighty pounds. That I don't know. How do they measure? Is it pounds because it's pounds? I think. <gasps> wait. I think at this point it's
1: kilograms.
0: Okay. I don't yeah. know when the switchover happened.
1: And actually, okay. Little bit of a uh, little bit of history here. The reason it's pounds is the same reason. The LB means pound here in America. Okay. The, I was listening to a song. This was many years ago, about eight or nine years ago. I was listening to the great funk song, More Bounce to the Ounce. <laughs> and I got to thinking. Oh, yes, yeah, a classic. <clears throat> yeah, Oh, do More bounce to the ounce. It's fantastic. If you haven't heard it, you definitely should. But it hit me. I was, like, goofing around and saying in the car, and more buzz to the... Because, you know, OZ is ounce.
0: Mm-hmm. I went, why
1: the fuck is OZ ounce? Yeah. Couldn't figure it out. So I, uh, the, I wrote it down on a sheet of paper so I wouldn't forget. Got home. This is before the age of cell phones uh, being accessible through the internet. Mm-hmm. And I went, got home and I looked it up. Ounce. The Latin word for ounce is onza. O N Z A. Oh. The pound. Libra ponda. Huh. L B. Libra ponda. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. I see. So that's why. Libra
0: ponda. And that <laughs> is your weights and conversions mm-hmm. <laughs> lesson of the day from old timey crimey. I don't think silver's too heavy. Well, yeah, it, but my question is like, well, they've got that. They've also got, as we're going to learn, a lot of ammunition. Yes. So so yeah, and, and they've been running, and they've got the adrenaline pumping, and that helps to a certain extent, but they're also involved in some fairly... Physical pursuits such as fighting off chauffeurs and mm-hmm. and in other bystanders and such. So yeah, imagine year old
1: children football yes. duck hunters. <laughs> I imagine that there's fucking dog that pops up from the marshes and laughs every time one of the hunters misses. Them.
0: <laughs> I knew one of us was going <laughs> to reference it. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they had at this point um, run a, about three miles. So that's a three mile run. I'm winded after a one minute interval so some there's some walking and there's some running and there's some walking and there's some running i'm winded after that flight Four miles stairs and a dead run.
1: yeah flight of stairs does it for me <laughs>
0: so there you go like they're probably pretty winded um and so they start looking for some transportation
1: what's the best what is the best thing i can get away on
0: i would say a tram just uh, probably a tram really a tram a, have you tried a tram
1: a tram you should try a tram Aren't they like confined to one rail?
0: Yes, as a matter of fact, they are. Yes. Yeah, that makes them a little less versatile for your escaping needs. But, Scott, I want you to look at the value, okay? The value. If you have a gun in your hand, it's free. All right, we're not talking 10 easy payments of $39.99. We're talking
1: free. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to have something that I could tuck away and hide in, but let's go with the tram.
0: Absolutely. There's no way that the police can chase you in a tram. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong.
1: Wrong. Wrong. So wrong. Wrong Wrongity
0: wrong, wrong, wrong.
1: Because the police can commandeer another tram.
0: Which they do. We should note that uh, when Lapidus and Helfeld, not commandeered, when they tramjacked, Which I actually Th- did.
1: There's um, a word that you don't hear very often. Tra- Go ahead, write that down the calendar. Today I heard the word tramjacked.
0: Tramjacked. I actually did look on Edom Online because I was like, Hi Jack, did that only come about because they were stealing planes and it's in the air and it's up high? Because I'm an idiot. You know how I'm an idiot?
1: I think that's perfectly, <laughs> perfectly acceptable. Oh no, it's
0: a very old word. Oh. It comes from, it's of, of unknown origin, I should say. Uh, but it the best guess is it's from um highwaymen. Okay. Highway plus jacker, which a jacker was one who held up. So somebody who holds you up on the highway and it became hijack.
1: Makes sense.
0: So yeah, but I still was like, they're tramjacking. I don't I don't care, they tramjack.
1: One of one of my favorite etymologies that is appropriate to this is the word assassin. Do you know where the assassin comes from? Ass. Yes. <laughs>
0: I'm 12.
1: Ass, <laughs> Hajish. They used to take somebody and get them fucking stoned out of their mind on strong Hajish. Huh. And, and take them into a room that they made look like heaven and said, yeah. this can be yours if you go kill the infidels.
0: Ah. So these
1: Hajishans would go and assassinate people
0: feel like I read something about this actually for my other podcast recently, but it's not quite coming to mind because it wasn't entirely germane. It was a little sidetrack that I never ended up using. So that's going to drive me crazy for about a week. Just so you know where my brain is for the next week, it's it's earworms, probably of more bounce to the mm-hmm. ounce. Um, and uh, where did I hear this about assassins? <laughs>
1: I learned this from the big book of conspiracies. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they get the tram... All the passengers just bolt, as one would. You know, somebody, two people hop on a tram I'm on with guns and a bag of money. I, I see what's going on here, and I'm getting out of it, you know? So the driver manages to scurry up to the top deck and hide up there. And so the only person left is the conductor. So the bandits hold him at gunpoint, and they say,
1: DRIVE! Make tram go! Make tram go! Make Make go! He... I don't know how to do it. I, I'm the guy that takes the tickets and goes, All aboard! <laughs> yeah. That's my job.
0: I've all, all my life, all I wanted was to just take tickets and say, All aboard! I never had aspirations of driving it. What do you want me to... I can't rise above my station. And yes, I just made a tram pun. <laughs> so... He gets it going! He gets it going. Yeah, he manages. I guess he's. you, you watch it enough mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, okay, I can figure that out. Especially when there's a gun to my head. Good for you, nameless conductor. You've got Lapidus... Holding the gun to the conductor's head. Hefeld runs out to the back and he hangs out there shooting because guess what? People are chasing them mm-hmm. already. And then, as we stated earlier, the long-awaited climax of the this particular section of the chase is the tram chase. The cops get another tram, reverse it.
1: <laughs> They're chasing them. Backwards. <laughs> yes, yes. They are chasing them backwards.
0: So whoever is driving, I assume that the driver of this tram didn't go hide upstairs, is doing it backwards. Oh my God. And they are in pursuits.
1: Now, I don't want you to think it's like a couple of policemen and a tram operator backing this thing up as it loudly beeps. It's probably not beeping. Safety not a big concern in Tottenham, as you will find out. Forty other people board this tram. Forty. Forty. Facing all in the wrong direction. <laughs> and they are out for blood. At the same time, a policeman has commandeered a pony
0: and a cart. <laughs> yes. Heffield shoots the horse. Okay, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at the idea of the, the cop and the pony and the cart. But not the horse. No! Stop hurting... Horses. I... Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that cart crashes. And so the conductor of the tramjacked tram, yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's a smart thinker. Not only is he able to figure out how the tram works, but he comes up with a little way to get these guys off his tram. He says, "Uh, you, you guys do know that there's a police station coming up right there, right? And they're like, What? <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, around the corner, ye old strip joints.
0: Yeah. Strip joints less daycare? <laughs> and slash,
1: well, I, I guarantee there's somewhere.
0: I mean, somewhere. it makes sense. <laughs> I
1: mean, just, a, just about an hour away from here is the world's only drive through strip club.
0: I think it's closed now.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That was. Where am I going to get my McDonald's-esque titties? Was that
0: Clem's? I th- yeah, yeah, I, I think, think that was Clem's. So. Yeah, I had a whole thing with that because I had a an English teacher in high school I didn't much appreciate, and the feeling was mutual. And she always used to use Clem as her like go to redneck name. So every time we passed Clem's, I'd be like, hm, also screw her. <laughs> so um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, I believe it's it's closed down now. Aww. The drive through strip club. I know <clears throat> it's a piece of history, and now it's gone. It could only last so long. Moment of silence for the Yeah. So, yeah, so they bolt, they just hop off the tram, and then they're like, okay, well, we need some new transportation. Well, Scott, when you've abandoned your tram, because even at that $0 value, it's not good enough for you if it's in close proximity to a police station, even though you you already... One would think that they would realize, like, pretty much all the cops in the city are behind us yeah. on the other tram, but okay. And? Yeah. yeah, and what? So, they. Uh, what, what What? exactly do you, what's your go-to transportation? I think I would like to grab a piece of
1: transportation that I've never heard of before and I had to look up whenever I found out, what the fuck's a milk float?
0: Yes, yes, a milk float. <laughs> a in milk this day, it would probably have been more like a, just another cart, Yeah. probably, so... Yeah, they steal a milk cart. Uh, they're at Farnham Avenue here. They, honestly, I think I might just release the map on the social media the day before, and people can follow along if they want. It's fantastic. So, it's yeah.
1: incredible. It's, this is all taking place in the span of six miles.
0: Yeah, six miles. Yeah. And, but that's a long ways in this day and age with the yeah. type of transportation they have. This, for instance, a milk cart. They shoot the driver. Get about, about two blocks. It's like around a corner. And then they take it too fast, as one does when one's commandeered a milk cart, when milk cart jacked. <laughs> to, to be fair...
1: Wherever they took that corner, I imagine all the milk kind of sloshed to one side.
0: Yes, I love it. Benny and, Hill music. Yeah, and they all flew. <laughs> yes, that's the exact noise that it made. And
1: then I just pictured like a bunch of kids coming off from the strip center daycare, like, <laughs> those, with like cookies in their hand going, "Yay!" And dunking it in the milk on the street. That was the
0: best day of those kids' lives. As, it was. As, it was like serendipity. They had the cookies, but they the milk hadn't arrived yet from the from the milk float. So then there's the milk. And
1: some, some guy crawls up, gut shot, going, I hope your kids aren't having fun with your <laughs> frig goddamn milk.
0: I'm not sure what that accent was supposed to be, but I prove it still. There we go. I don't know why I'm feeling permissive today. That's
1: okay. I think it's,
0: I'm, pr- I'm proud of myself because I haven't been umming and ahhing as much. It's so
1: bloody fucking hot in here. I think <laughs> you yes. just the fight is out of us.
0: <laughs> yes, we're just so hot. Oh. <sighs> we even had the AC on for like an hour before this. I suspect somebody had it on low. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: you would think she's blaming me, but she's not.
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally blaming my spouse. Um, so yeah, they <laughs> crash the milk floats. so then they need another form of transportation. Mm-hmm. So if you had to steal a third form of transportation, Scott, what would you choose?
1: At this point, a jet, but that's not an option. It's not an option. So, I'm going to go with a grocery boy's horse-drawn delivery cart.
0: Yes. Because
1: there it is.
0: It's there. So, they grab that. And they start going, this is around Forest Road. And then this thing is so slow. It's so slow, Scott. This isn't even worth the zero dollars that they paid for it. Because they don't realize...
1: The The brakes are on. The
0: brakes are on. and the brakes off. Might even have a bad wheel. So the horse is just basically like, like imagine the tiredest horse you could think of. Just, just, it's not even clop, clop. It's clop, clop, kalop. I
1: imagine singing like, (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: and the oh,
2: police sirens are behind it,
1: guns and a tram going fucking backwards, football players and bicycles and fucking yeah. one crazy lady throwing potatoes left and right.
0: Crazy? Yes.
1: Excuse me? Dude, you're wasting good potatoes, past Christie. You can just pick up a rock off the ground.
0: I happened to have been washing potatoes at the time. They were right in front of me. There's not that many rocks in Tottenham.
1: I can forgive one, but 87 potatoes. (laughs) Where were you even keeping them?
0: I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, you don't. Jesus. That is my personal secret, and I will take that to the grave and therapy.
1: So... It was said late at night. No, 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 no. Late at Just night on, on the stop. grave. You could hear the potatoes growing up from the corpse.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus.
1: The woman <laughs> smelled like french fries all the time.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I smell like French fries right now. I'm sweating it. (laughs) You
1: smell horrible. I apologize. I also
0: apologize. Making
1: a soup of myself over here. They
0: can probably smell it through their phones. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. So they abandon the cart because guess what? It's slow because you didn't take the break off. So now they're back on foot, and they're running along the river Ching. Racist. (laughs) i should have known (laughs) i didn't but i should have known oh crap
1: i'm saying it's wrong
0: (laughs) it's like really it's like one letter off there Mm -hmm. i a side eyeing that pretty hard yeah yeah uh should we allow it I mean, they can name things whatever they want. No, oh, they, they can't. can't. Do you? Okay. Well, no, they probably shouldn't.
1: You can look this up on a map. <laughs> the mountain that I grew up on, it's called Mount Davis. Yeah. The mountain just beside of it, N-word mountain. Oh, no. Now, now. Holy shit. Yes. Now.
0: Welcome to Pennsylvania, folks.
1: We have to we have to change it, right? So now, if you look on the map, it's slightly less offensive N-Word Mountain. Oh my god. <laughs> yes.
0: I'm gonna have to look that up.
1: And now there there's like a argument that it's uh they're they're trying to get a change now to Black Hero Mountain, which isn't a lot better. Just call it Hero Mountain.
0: I mean, what's what's bad about the Black Hero part?
1: Well, it's it, it's a thing where I don't think... The, the story goes that... And I'm just going to say the name of it because it's the name no, of the no, mountain. No,
0: don't say it. No no, 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 no. We already did Gypsies last week, okay? That's f- fair enough. And you know better on this fair one. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Fair enough.
1: But... Uh, Lesser N Word Mountain. We'll call it that. Lesser N Word Mountain. Um, there was a black man traveling with uh, some pioneers, mm-hmm. and he actually lost his life during an Indian attack fighting off. Sorry, Native American attack. God, this is so sensitive. <laughs> <sighs> I grew up in a different age. There's um, so
0: many landmines here. Trying
1: to learn. And they didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. They didn't know his name. He was just the black guy.
0: So then that's commemorating someone who was heroic and saved right. lives. If we don't know his name, then all we have is black hero. Well, I guess then you're kind of like specifying the race. There you go. Okay, I can see so, that. Yes. You're specifying and making that part of him not to anyone. Really, he was just a human being who was a hero. Yeah, yeah. His, his, hero his race mountain. shouldn't matter in an ideal world. Exactly. Okay, Exactly. Right. That's
1: where I'm going with that. Don't, don't call it black hero mountain. This dude was just a, a hero. hero. I
0: okay, all right. right. I needed to hear the story and then make me like work through that in my head before. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah. And uh, that's how Scott and Christie solved world peace. There it is. Or made world peace happen. We didn't solve it. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> it's never really been a problem. Do you people know <laughs> that
1: the uh, that the rainforest is on fire right fucking now? Oh my god! It's so scary. <laughs> it's... <I'm>
0: so scared. <laughs> oh.
1: We're in the fucking apocalypse. We
0: really are. I don't like it all right let's
1: do you want to know when the end times are? look behind you
0: <laughs> let's keep talking about the funny crime yay so they are running along the river and <laughs> they there's a fence there it's about six feet tall so they have to they have to get over this fence in order to continue fleeing It's, it's their only choice. Lapidus does make it Heffeld. The elephant. Does not. <laughs> Does not make it. He says, save yourself. And so at... Come on, Tottenham, what you doing? Ching, Brook. Uh, He shoots himself in the head. Which again... Not fatal all the time. He's actively struggling when they're trying to disarm him. <laughs> like he's so... This another case. Not fatal. Mm-hmm. So he's taken to Tottenham Hospital... Lepidus, he keeps just flying on. He makes it to Oak Cottage. This is occupied by one Mrs. Ralstone and her two children. So Mrs. Ralstone hears all of this ruckus going on. She goes outside, probably says, Hey kids, stay inside or something like that. And which is, she's gonna momentarily regret this in a second. She's gonna super regret like... How could you know? How could you know? How no, could you can know. But you can still have regrets and, yeah. you know, like, hindsight 2020 cliche, cliche. So she goes outside, and Lapidus runs past her to the inside and locks himself inside. With her children! With her children! She turns around, she sees him at the window, which I get like. My entire body just kind of clenches at that idea. Like, does you turn? It's that something about a stranger in the window. Yeah. And but now they're not outside your house; they're inside your house. And I don't care that it's broad daylight. Like That's scary, and they're with your children, and I don't even have children. And There's so much about this that just seriously, like my goose. I have goosebumps in this room. Yeah. This boiler room that we're in.
1: Mrs. Ralstone says. Some very wise words at this point, and these words are ah,
0: <laughs> yes. And those words are so wise that they get the cops to come running. Absolutely. So it did the job.
1: I think they're over here, they said. Somebody hand me a gun, <laughs>
0: yes. And they do, they give it to uh, PC Dewhurst. Mm. Nope, nope, sorry. Um, PC Dewhurst is actually the one who breaks in through a ground floor window and manages to grab the kids and, you know, just off, off they go. So they, the kids were, they were only in danger momentarily, guys. So we're, we're back in, in, we're back in Benny Hill. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. Old Mountain
1: Dewhurst. Yes. (laughs) That, that is a very popular English name, Dew. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Dewhurst, Knight, and Doomy.
0: It's... (laughs) So you have Police Constable Charles Eagles. You know what?
1: God fucking damn it. That's a great name. It's a
0: great name. He belongs in both, somehow, both a Western film and a noir film. But he's in Britain. So, but that and also, I'm going to stop saying Police Constable and just say PC. Because Mm -hmm. I know that they abbreviate to PC for Police Constable and DC for, I believe it's Detective Constable. So, okay. Okay. American listeners, that's what's going on. Brit listeners, you knew and you were wondering all along why I wasn't doing that.
1: The air is filled with guns to borrow.
0: Yes, there's guns to borrow left, to right, everywhere you look. So PC Charles Eagles, he turns to, he, he hand, holds out his hand and a gun magically appears in it. Magic is in the air. So there's a ladder in the back. They had knew that Lapidus had gone upstairs, so he climbs up this ladder and he gets a nice aim going And he could take the shot, and he's going to take the shot. And oh, crap, I can't figure out the safety on this thing. What the hell?
1: What does this mean?
0: It's just a picture of a crab and an octopus. Is this like a hieroglyphic or something? Is this gun ancient Egyptian? Fucking gear shift on the
1: side of the gun. What the (laughs) fuck is going on? (laughs) 1-2-L-753.
0: Hut, hut. Red, red 42? Jesus. What is happening? I'm, I don't even I'm, I'm know and I'm up here on this ladder. I mean, even
1: <laughs> Like on the barrel, it says bullet comes out this way. <laughs> Holy shit, was, I was painting and pointing the gun towards myself. <laughs> oh, the fuck. Oh. What the hell is this? It's a fucking windshield wiper. <laughs> <laughs> what does a gun is need a it? windshield wiper for? I, I figured out the windshield wiper. It's fantastic. The gun's really
0: clean. I can <laughs> see
1: myself in it. It's amazing. What the hell is this? It's a compass.
0: (laughs) I'm aiming north. (laughs) This isn't a gun. It's a Swiss Army knife. (laughs) All right. So Eagles can't shoot. So he joins uh, PC John Cater and DC Charles Dixon, who I just realized, DC... CD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great band. <laughs>
1: DCCD. Oh my God, Thunderstruck is amazing.
0: <laughs> no, DCCD is the the lesser known band that just couldn't make it because they didn't realize that their name was a little close to another popular band. So their popular song is Thunderstruck. I see. <laughs> so um, they actually uh, they go inside and near the chimney, there are handprints. Soot handprints, because Lapetus had tried to do a reverse Santa.
1: <laughs> Doesn't take a bidot to figure out what's going on here.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, so they go upstairs. Uh, this is a two up, two down, by the way. So there's two rooms on the bottom and then two bedrooms up top. And lepidus is in the bedroom. And they're shooting the door down. <laughs> Lapidus plays... The world's most dangerous and absurd game of hide and seek, and he hides under the sheet like a naughty child. Mm-hmm.
1: Lapidus <laughs> figures out the game is up and is, administers to himself a thirty-eight caliber aspirin. <laughs> Wouldn't
0: it be a thirty-two?
1: I think I had Marcus
0: thirty-eight. I had Browning thirty-two. That they had another discrepancy in the gun. Yes. You know what? When we go back in time in our time machine with our death ray or whatever, we are also going to give them the tools to keep proper freaking records. This is called a USB drive. <laughs> yes. This is called the cloud. This
1: is called a pen. And we'll get there and like this is a laptop. Fuck European outlets. <laughs> forgot the goddamn adapter. Shit!
0: <laughs> they are. It is very true that they are a pain in the ass. Motherfucker. So, yeah. After this little game of if I can't see you, you can't see me. Uh, Lapidus shoots himself and he dies within a few minutes um, or later at the hospital. Source is very yeah. lovely.
1: Yeah. I have Jackson the... really
0: enjoys it when I sing on the podcast. Aww. So I'm not going to stop anytime soon. Right. On. Leave us a five star review talking about how much you enjoy my singing or hate it. Whatever. As long as it's five stars. So here's the, here's the stats on the Tottenham outrage. Two hours. So they started at 1030 to, to grab the loot. And this didn't end until around 12.30 p.m.
1: It literally took us half as long to describe. This is how much action was going on here.
0: Yeah. Half
1: the time to describe what happened.
0: As it did for it to actually, actually happen. happen. Yeah. Over six miles, as we said. Four hundred rounds just by Hefeld and Lapidus. Mm. Just by them. Fuck! 400! So yeah. keep in mind, as they were running, they were also carrying all that ammunition. They were also stopping to reload because it's imagine, only seven rounds in the ma- thingy. In I the imagine thingy. the
1: elephant carried. <laughs> Magazine. Magazine.
0: Chamber. Chamber. something like that. Yes. Gun word. There was only seven rounds in the gun word. So they, uh... It's, it seems like such... Uh, I, A nightmare, but also, this is so varied because you have those peaks and valleys. You have those, (laughs) and you have those, Mm -hmm. and they don't actually find most of the 80 pounds. Uh, Lapidus, he's got about five pounds on him. So they must have just been tossing it out or like they hit rivers and marshes. A lot of stuff can get lost in those kind of places. So
1: it's... Imagine they probably ducked into a store and bought bullets with it.
0: Yeah, at some point in the ammo store slash daycare. Uh,
1: You people need to stop fucking. Yeah, really.
0: (laughs) So that's pretty much much it for the actual events. As for the motive, I want to get into this just a little bit. Because I it's not necessarily one hundred percent sure that this was an, you know, revolutionary thing or an anarker thing, or even you know that they were stealing this money for the sake of funneling it back into their organization, which was a, a standard operating procedure. That might have been a cover for criminal activity. And I can see where people would potentially, you know, like if you, if you were up criminally minded and you were like, oh, well, this group over here, they like to commit criminal activities. I can just go get some ideas and then run with it and then just, you know, run away with the money for myself and not funnel it back into mm-hmm. the organization. So there, there is some possibility that whether or not it was actually revolutionary-minded is unclear. didn't really matter in the end because it just fueled more anti-immigrant sentiment. Um, and there was some suspicion that uh, a man named Christian Solnish, who had actually been... He started out... In the like revolutionary activities at age thirteen,
2: damn, he
0: was into it. Wow. Uh, he was part of the uh, Russian Revolution of nineteen oh five. That's
1: some straight up coney shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was really, really into it. But they could never figure out whether he was a part of it. So absent that figure, who's more a firm member of the organization, it's kind of still uncertain as the motive. So, so now we have the aftermath. This is, there. it's, whew, okay. So, they had an inquest, or a couple of inquests, actually. Uh, Lapidus was called a, quote, secret revolutionary agent, unquote. His death was ruled a suicide. Uh, Eagles did think that one of his shots had gotten him, but they later figured it out from the angles. Mm-hmm. Um, Hethel's still alive, as we said. He, he's still alive. They actually commit him to trial. That doesn't mean he goes to trial. Right. Spoilers. Uh, for, for Tyler's death, uh, for the, a charge of willful murder. and But then he he's actually doing kind of well for a little while, and then he gets meningitis, and then he's doing not so well. February 12th, he dies. They mark the cause of death as suicide, and uh, he, his last words, the only thing he would really say at all, was, my mother is in Riga. That's it. That's it. That's it. Done.
1: We don't know who the mother was. don't know yeah. anything.
0: yeah. so there is... I, doubt, I
1: doubt anybody tried very hard. No
0: they really did. I don't think they bothered. There is a hell of a funeral. My goodness. somewhere between two and three thousand policemen. it was a joint they, they participated in the procession mm-hmm. of this joint funeral for PC Tyler and Ralph Jocelyn.
1: And I want you to wrap your head around this. Half a million citizens come out to this funeral. Yep. Half a million citizens.
0: They're lining up to to watch, to pay their respects. They had, oh, this breaks my heart a little, white-plumed horses for Ralph and black-plumed horses for Tyler. Yeah. That is just absolutely, oh. They had, in the escort among the the two to 3,000 policemen, they had uh, a police band Employees of the tramway, fire brigade people, uh, a contingent from the Royal Garrison Artillery. They did a gun salute at the end. It was very, very respectful. They were definitely, you know, they had shops closed down. Uh, People who were on the the route of the procession, they closed their blinds. Flags flying at half-mast. And then people selling mourning cards. Ghoulish. Yeah. Absolutely ghoulish. Anybody who A, thinks of manufacturing such a thing, and B, decides to sell it. That is just, it's just appalling.
1: It's, uh, I am never surprised anymore. I know. I think the last time I was surprised was the, uh, the murder farm picnics. <laughs> After the murder farm picnics, I put who nothing could be past humans. Yeah.
0: My, my only editorializing on that particular factoid was, ugh. Yeah. So, Ralph and Tyler were buried just yards away from each other. Uh, there's a memorial of PC Tyler that his colleagues in the police department paid for. Uh, it's it's very beautiful actually. It's a folded uniform and on top of that is in this is, this is all stone obviously. Yeah. Uh it's, on top of that is a constable hat and his number 403 on it. Lepidus is buried the same day. And I have this little interesting note where Russia tries to kind of, like, back away slowly from this whole thing.
1: I didn't do anything. Uh,
0: they they had... Uh, they sent a wreath to lay on the grave uh, from Imperial Russian Consul General, along with a letter uh, that expressed... And this is, quote-unquote, this is from... Uh, Martin Bellum, who I mentioned earlier, uh, he has a, a blog post about this, this, the whole event. He was actually mentioned in an article, and that's how I kind of found him. And then he has his own blog. Uh, and this is from Patricia Collier's booklet, Secrets of the Tottenham Outrage. And they uh quote, an accompanying letter to the commissioner expressed admiration for the London Metropolitan Police and deep sympathy for the bereaved, but added the murderer, who is said to be a Russian sub- subject, was not Russian speaking ethnographically.
1: He didn't speak the language, so he's not really one of ours.
0: Yeah, he's, he's not one of ours, even though we own the territory. So and and you know persecute the, the the Jews, and he was one of the so. But no, no, wasn't that no? We had nothing. No, 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 no. <clears throat> nope. Uh, and you also have to just... keep in mind like relations because there's there's this is still the age when you have the Tsar in oh, in yeah. Russia. Old and Greg and, Drunks
1: out there someplace. <laughs>
0: he's related to. Queen Victoria or mm-hmm. he's re- he's related or was Alexandra related? They might have both been related to Queen everybody was related yeah. to everybody. Yes. It's it's royalty, so that's the way it goes. Welcome
1: to uh sorry, I can't I just kick Christian. <laughs> I
0: was wondering if you kicked me or if I kicked I you, did. I couldn't tell. I
1: kicked her in the foot. Yeah, it was just uh the family tree doesn't really fork. And that's why you get yeah. stuff like the Habsburg lip.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Romanoff knee, the <laughs> lesser known of the two. Yeah.
0: So so yeah uh a little heartbreak for you uh Ralph's father died not very long after his his murder
1: Oh god but his mom Oh the ah, mom
0: the mom thush! is the st- stab you right in the heart you ready we're going to stab you right in the heart guys okay she here we go
1: kept the shoes that Ralph was wearing Mhm kept them with her to the day she died and was buried with them
0: as was her request Yes absolutely heartbreaking
1: god that makes me want to cry like i'm honestly tearing up a little bit it's
0: Uh. all right so moving on to more sadness uh pc tyler's widow uh emily this is okay i don't understand what happens here it's it's weird the prime minister who was gladstone he said okay we've got the Royal Bounty Fund, let's give her a hundred pounds from that. That's about $12,000 in today's US dollars. He even added 10 pounds of his own money, so that's about $1,300. So they give her a decent amount of money, but then there was also a collection for her um, that managed to pull up about 1,055 pounds. Which is $136,000 in today's money. But she couldn't touch the principal. She only so got only, the interest. Yeah, she only gets the interest off of it. Yeah. And also her her husband's 15 pound a year police pension. It's like, it's very strange. I don't understand, like, what's the point of a collection if she's only going to get the interest? Yeah. And then she dies and the capital goes to the Metropolitan and City of London Police Orphanage Fund. Which is fine. That's great. Good thumbs up yep. for helping orphans. Yes. yes, we're behind that. We, you know, so that's fine, but it's just it's just a weird little I don't understand it. Just an
1: extra little kick in the teeth. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's like we're going to raise all this money for you, but you only get the interest on it and let's hope we invest it well. Now,
1: she ended up marrying marrying again.
0: Yeah. She married PC Williams,
1: who was involved in the outrage. Mm-hmm. And really if if you're from Tottenham, Can you marry anybody that wasn't involved in the outrage?
0: Apparently not. And there was probably also some trauma bonding going on there, I'd imagine. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Eagles, Carter, Dixon, they are among the first recipients of the King's Police Medal. And they're all promoted to Sergeant they're like the first ones that are promoted to sergeant without the usual exam.
0: Yeah, yeah. The The citation on the, the king's police medal said, quote, The commissioner is commanded to convey to the police officers engaged in the tragedy at Tottenham the king's high appreciation of their gallant conduct. Unquote. So, very... You know, th- mm-hmm. I, but there was a lot of scrambling around and, and, and but nobody stopped trying is the thing. Everybody was just like, well, that didn't work. Let's try the next thing. You know, like we didn't catch him on the tram. Let's try the house. So
1: dude, dude just reaches in like to his pants to scratch his nuts real quick. Comes out with a gun. Like
0: how the fuck did this get <laughs> yeah. here? Guns and just sprouting off bushes. Little, little guy in his pants just handing out guns. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's one for you, sir.
0: So, And then on the 100th uh, anniversary of this, in 2009, obviously, if you can do math, uh, so they had a remembrance of this, uh, of the outrage. You had policemen, uh, family members of the parties involved, uh, probably a lot of descendants, Mm -hmm. I'm imagining, it's been 100 years, students from Ralph's school, And they went to the graves and laid wreaths, which is very, very kind. And they presented a memorial plaque for PC Tyler at the Tottenham police station. There are actually several plaques. We'll put them all up on the social media, but yes, plaques to Ralph, plaques to, uh, PC Tyler, plaques just in, you know, this happened here, this happened here, (laughs) you know, so, so yeah, that's all I've got. There's, there needs to be some sort of marathon. Oh my
1: gosh, you're so right. We need to have some sort of like a little like electronic like remote control like Heffield and Lepidus for (laughs) people to run after.
0: Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. Tottenham. Do you hear it? Yeah, Scott just came up with a great idea for you. You can use this to like raise funds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can make it like a fun run type thing. Fun outrage run.
1: Let's take this tragedy and really make some money off of it.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, that has been the Tottenham Outrage. Uh, What are you up to this weekend?
1: This weekend? Well, just more work. I've got a lot of overtime that I have to power through at my job. But, you know, at least in the overnight, it gives me time to research this. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to have a fun show for you next week. Let me tell you about it. It's going to be good. That's all you need to know.
0: Yes, that's all you need to know. (laughs) Because... God hasn't picked it yet. I haven't. <laughs> it's his week to pick. And we forgot to pick before we started recording. So it's gonna be a mystery. You like true crime, that's mm-hmm. why you're listening. So you must like mystery. So here's one for you. What are we gonna do next week?
1: It's bum, gonna, bum bum It's gonna it's gonna have something to do with like somebody being bad.
0: Somebody will misbehave in a way that is probably not legal.
1: And maybe we'll find out who it was, and maybe we won't. I don't know. We don't know.
0: So, so yeah. How about you, buddy? What are you up to? Um, gotta get that syllabus ready. <laughs> it's, it's only starting next week. I have time. Four. It's ready. I just have to do the calendar and figure out if I need any additions and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so yeah, that's pretty much you'll it. You'll do fine. You're awesome at this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there are other things I wish I were awesome at, like, you know, being rich, <laughs> but whatever. Someday. It is what it is. So so, yeah, uh, that has been Old Timey Crimey for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can help us out and also be a god in our eyes. Be higher than a gumshoe. We love our gumshoes. But if you do this, if you go to our Amazon wish list, which will be listed in the show notes and also on our social media, and pick out a book for us to do a deep dive on, if any format works Kindle, hardcover, paper cover, we don't care paperback. We don't care. We will read it, and we will do a deep dive, and we will thank you, thank you, thank you. So so yeah, you can do that. You can follow us on our social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook, old-timey-crimey. You can also, if you really, really want to be the best gumshoe that the world has ever had, if you really want to be your best Vidoc, uh, and not be like the Hetfeld and Lapidus who, who just make bad things happen in, in a funny way, uh, you can... Give us that five star review on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify, Podbean, just wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Whatever you can do in that place, go ahead and, and just just do it.
1: Honestly, just Google "old timey crimey." You, I'm surprised in just the short amount of time how much. Google oh yeah, hit. yeah we're
0: oh, everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> I just sit there rubbing my nipples every time I do a Google search. <laughs> okay, no like... now you just made it. You just made it. Awkward. Well, just think about how the people at work feel when we're doing this. And you made it funny. That's what you're good at. Thank you. Everybody's got to have strengths. (laughs) So, all right. Thank you so much for listening. We had a great time. We are drowning in sweat. Oh, my
1: God. You have no fucking clue.
0: So we're going to get the hell out of this room and go outside. So uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next week.
1: Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Stay cool, because we sure as hell aren't. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding.